Mark of the Beast. Is that not talked about in, in today's world? In uh, verse 1 of chapter 13, John sees a beast rising up out of the sea. And the sea was very frightful uh, to those who sailed the seas, to those who lived along the coasts of the seas back in John's day. But today, oceanfront property is of the most valuable type of property in the world. But not so in John's day. Not so the people, they feared the sea, the vastness of it. Uh, the prophets of Israel uh, spoke of the sea, the raging seas, and this kind of thing. And great danger was associated with the sea. Israel basically was afraid of the ocean. And to be a sailor in that day, in that time, you were either very, very courageous or a prisoner. Many times they placed their prisoners as the under rowers on the warships and that kind of thing. And there's a story about the slave galley ships of that time, about the under rowers who were usually chained to their post. And the slave master goes down to speak to the rowers on the second level down there. And he says, good news, men. Double rations today. And a cheer goes up from the slaves. He says, now for the bad news, men. The captain wants to go water skiing. So... <laughs> A little humor. I don't tell many jokes from up here. Come on. And now you know why. But anyway. The Apostle Paul, though, when he talks about the sufferings that he went through for the Lord, he will mention being shipwrecked. And in 2 Corinthians 11, 20-25, I'll read it to you. Paul writes, are they ministers of Christ? And I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors, more abundant. In stripes, above measure. In prison, more frequent. In deaths, often. And from the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes, minus one. And three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Now listen to Paul. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. Um, most of us don't know what that's like. Joe Foch, uh, Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia, he has a great fear, <laughs> according to Joe, of being eaten by sharks and <laughs> dying that way. Uh, Paul spent a day and a night in the depths. He was beaten, and then he says, but I was shipwrecked. And he suffered three different shipwrecks in his journeys. And in Paul's day, 
people would walk great distances to avoid getting on any ship. They didn't like to get on ships. As you remember Jonah, what did he say to those that, you know, on board, you know, throw me into the deep. And he's thinking, I'm going to my death. That was the thoughts there. Now, some of you today have been willing to get on a cruise ship. Not me. I watched Titanic movie on TV. No. <laughs> I will stay. I'm a landlubber. I'll stay on the dry ground. But let's read uh, chapter 13, verses 11 through 18. Revelation 13, 11 through 18. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercised all authority of the first beast in his presence and caused the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. He performed great signs so that even... Uh, so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and, and caused as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of the name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understandings calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of the man. His number is 666. And my, haven't the world built that number up? But we have verse 11. We have another beast coming up out of the earth or the land. The beast is similar to the first beast, which comes up out of the sea, verse 1, similar in this way, that he opposes God in the same manner that this first beast opposed God. This beast that come up out of the land, he is the third mem member of Satan's trinity. But he comes up out of the land, and a literal translation is up out of the land, which many commentators think refers to the land of Israel. So this could possibly, possibly make the false prophet, who this beast is, of Jewish descent. Not necessarily, but it could be that he will be a Jew. The false prophet has the job of being a witness, a forerunner, a proclaimer of the Antichrist, just as John the Baptist was the forerunner of Christ, a witness of Christ. A constant question by the Jewish leaders of Jesus in his day was, 
by what authority do you do these things? Jesus was all the time questioned about his authorities because Jesus didn't go to the rabbinical schools. Uh, he was not of the priestly tribe, the Levites. Uh, these religious leaders questioned Jesus because, one, he took authority to cleanse the temple. You remember how he cleansed the temple, casting out the money changers and that kind of thing. Uh, and all that money changing was a scheme to make more money because you couldn't take Roman money, which was the common currency of that day, you couldn't take it and give it in the temple because the temple didn't accept Roman money. So you had to go to the money changers. They ripped you off when you went to the money changers, you know. You got $5 out of $10, something like this. And so they made money on the exchanging of currencies because you didn't want to give Roman money to the temple. He also turned over uh, the animals and the doves and the sheep and all this that were to be sacrificed, and he scattered them. And the Jewish leaders wanted to know, by what authority do you do these things? But they feared the people. One of the deceptions of the Antichrist will be this false prophet going before the Antichrist, and he will be singing the praises of the Antichrist. He will be proclaiming the greatness of of the Antichrist, and he will be announcing to the world the great powers of this Antichrist. And it's similar to like a vice president in our election process does. What does he do? He just sings the praises to be on the same ticket with this great man who, of course, we're going to elect as president. This false prophet will have a humble appearance. Uh, and it says he will be like a lamb. But his message is blasphemous. He will be meek in appearance and he will probably be wearing some priestly type robe or garment of some sorts. And he will promote a new world religion, a new world order. Because Satan and his unholy trinity will set up a new world religious system. And we will talk about that more in a moment here. So we have here, basically in chapter 13, the unholy trinity of Satan. You have the dragon, who is anti-God, or in place of God the Father. You have the beast, or the Antichrist, who rises from the sea, and his name tells you who he is. He's the Antichrist. And then you have this other beast, another beast, or the false prophet who takes on the position of the Holy Spirit in this unholy trinity. The false prophet will promote, he will bring attention to the Antichrist. And no doubt, he will be calling great press conferences to bring attention to the recovery of the deadly wound of the Antichrist. This Antichrist will receive a wound to the head 
that will be appear to be deadly. Maybe you've noticed any news event, the more gruesome that news event is, the more the press likes to play it, the more they like to bring attention to it. And how they replay any great news event time and time and time again, like the helicopters, uh, you know, in the SEALs attack on the home of Osama, (laughs) Obama, Osama, who knows, Osama bin Laden, that part I can get right anyway. And they play that scene over and over again. How about the dead body recently of Gaddafi in Libya? They showed it time and time again. You couldn't even let your children watch the news because of what's coming across the news station. Here's this mangled body of this dead leader with a bullet hole to the forehead. They even put Gaddafi in a freezer and let people come in and view his dead body. I have a prediction. A future newsreel will show over and over how the two witnesses of God, how they were killed in Jerusalem. They will show that to us time and time again, or show the world, I should say. And they will show their dead bodies lying in the streets of Jerusalem. I wonder, after the Gaddafi thing, will they put these two witnesses in freezers and let everybody view them time and again. You never know. But the head wound of this Antichrist, which was probably an assassination attempt upon him, and he will recover. And he will recover in a miraculous way that all the world's attention will be upon him. And you can bet that the news media will play on TV the recovery, and they will play it time and time again. They would do it over and over again and again until you know it by heart. But know this, the false prophet will have the news media in his pocket. They will clamor. They will come to... uh, the false prophet to see or hear anything about the Antichrist and the Antichrist will be extremely popular. No wonder that most of the world will celebrate the evil powers of Satan and his trinity because he will look like a god. He will come on the scene looking like the great good guy who has all the answers for the world. Verse 13, this false prophet, like the two witnesses of God that were there, he will have power to call down fire from heaven and he will be able to do it in the sight of man, the sight of anybody who is around. This is again a counterfeit display of the miracles like the two witnesses who use fire to consume their enemies. So again, a counterfeit. And the whole purpose, the reason for these miracles, these signs, is to glorify 
the Antichrist. And mankind will be deceived. They will gather to hear or see anything from this master deceiver. It will just be like an instant party everywhere this guy goes because he will be so accepted because he appears to be what the world is looking for. There will be a little incentive to worship the image of the beast that will be set up. And this beast will have lifelike uh, characteristics or symptoms. He will have breath. He will have the ability to speak. And he will prob this image will probably be set up in the Jewish temple. The incentive, you refuse to worship him, you suffer death. Now that's a good incentive. You know what I'm saying? Die or worship. That's the options. Another persuader will be receive the mark of the beast, receive this mark, receive it on your right hand or on your forehead, and it probably will not be a literal 666 because everybody knows you shouldn't receive that mark, but the mark or the number is of a man that some way, somehow will equal the number 666. Well, how is this possible? Well, in the Greek and the Hebrew, you have letters of the alphabet that have numerical value. Six happens to be the number of man. Adam created on the sixth day. Slave works six years, set free on the seventh. Farmers work their fields for six years, and on the seventh they let it lay fallow. Six is a number one short of completeness. Seven happens to be the number of completion or God's number. So you have this number six 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 and oh my you should read what I have read about this six 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 numbers you know what the square root of six six is twenty five point something and somebody pointed that out and I go who cares <laughs> you know the square root <laughs> you know alright I guess that has meaning to somebody not to me but <laughs> but it will be his number and throughout history, groups, cults uh, who want to identify themselves with one another, with each other, have marks or symbols. The swastika, you know, was a great symbol of World War II. Today we have gangs that will flash you their sign and do all these things. They have symbols. The false prophet he will be so persuasive that most of mankind wants to identify with him, wants to identify with this mark, this logo, whatever you want to call it. And not only that, if you don't have this mark, this chip, this barcode, whatever it is, and if you don't have it, 
on your hand or on your forehead, no commerce. No buying and selling. You can't get anything at the market. You can't get, you can't pay your light bill, your, your electric bill. You can't pay anything because you don't have the mark. So there's an incentive to have the mark. You plug into the system if you have the mark. People will welcome this mark. And there's tremendous advantages to having a system, a commercial system, that requires everybody who is legit to participate in. Now just think with me for a moment. The amount of crime that is done for cash. All of it. All of crime is done for what? Illegal cash. People and banks are robbed for what? Cash. The whole illegal drug trade uh, cartel, what is it done in? Cash. All major international business transactions used to be done in U.S. dollars, but now you have the euro dollar and other forms of money that are being used. A system of checks and balances is already in place worldwide. Why carry cash? I still do, by the way. Why carry cash, though, when you can have a debit card? And you can just swipe this little card so conveniently, no messing around with having the right change or fumbling with your monies. In fact, there's one TV commercial, I don't know if you saw it, it ran about a year ago, and it shows a guy, and he's in some kind of food line, and he pays for his meal with cash, and he holds up the whole process. He slows it down because he has cash. They want us to get away from cash. And that process is being done right now. Physical paper money can and is counterfeited. Coins, the coins we have, they cost more to produce than that they're worth. It's illegal now to destroy or deface coins, but there was one man uh, who needed a couple copper washers. He went down to the hardware store. The cost was about 25 cents each for these little copper washers. And he got to thinking, I have a drill, I have a drill motor, and I have some pennies. Why buy a washer for 25 cents when I can drill a hole in a penny that costs me a penny? That's the system we're in. Now I've heard, and I don't know if this is true, I tried to talk to Talos, he couldn't tell me. <laughs> I've heard that there are restrictions on copy machines of reproducing the color of green. They put restrictions on them. Why? Because too many people are photocopying money. So they put restrictions on the color green that you can't reproduce the color green to make it look like real money. 
Maybe it's true, maybe it isn't. But given a little thought, just think with me here, we can see the benefits of a cashless society. We can understand that. And many of us have our paychecks automatically deposited into our bank accounts. I do that. <laughs> you know, I know how that works. And many churches you can give with a debit card or a credit card. And we may do that someday. I don't know. But it is politically and economically prudent to many times use a system of checks and balances. But there's going to come an economic system that require us to have a mark on your right hand or on your forehead, and it's going to be required for you to buy and sell. It will eliminate the unscrupulous. It will eliminate crooks. It will eliminate the use of cash as their tool of crime. Law enforcement would welcome this. You can see why they would welcome it. They would encourage such a system. Get rid of cash. It's too many problems. And again, counterfeit money, counterfeit paper money costs the banks, costs you and I billions of dollars every year. So, just having this system of checks and balances would save billions of dollars and there wouldn't be a problem of being defrauded with bad money, that kind of thing. Now, anything that eliminates crime we usually embrace. But there's one tiny problem here. You take this mark, you take this tattoo, you take this barcode, you take whatever this is that they put on us, this ID of the Antichrist, you then align yourself with the Antichrist. And that assures your destruction. But if you don't take the mark, and I'm talking a time when Christians, I definitely feel, will be out of here. If you don't take the mark, you set yourself up to be killed as a criminal, as a hindrance to a peaceful society. So for anyone who thinks they will wait and turn to Christ during that tribulation time, you should consider this. Are you willing to starve to death? Because you will. Are you willing to go without heat in your home, without utilities, without uh, the conveniences that we know of today? Are you willing to let them take your home from you? Are you willing to live on the streets simply for not taking a mark? A couple, three years ago, I was out on the West Coast at Disneyland on the West Coast, and they have this new area in Disneyland that's their amusement area where you ride all the fun rides and that kind of thing, and they stamp your hand 
where you can go out and come back in without being charged a new admission fee and all that. And I'm going up to where they stamp your hand, and I'm jokingly saying to my daughter, they're not going to stamp my right hand, so I give them my left. <laughs> you know, the process, the technology is already there to identify us. It's just a matter of time before these marks, these logos, these chips, these barcodes, whatever the ID is, to be a person of the legal commerce system is just a matter of time till it's required. And when that system comes on the earth, beware. We can watch the news media, we can read in the newspaper, this system is already in place. It's already here. And you know about it. We can put a chip under the skin of our dog or cat or whatever, and even some parents are chipping their children, and this chip will allow you to never lose your pet because it's connected to the global satellite system, and they can always locate your pet and it allows you to track your child or a pet wherever they go. How long do you think it'll be before you're required to chip your children? We're there. We are there. How long did it take them to take the Social Security number that was never to be an identification number and require that everyone have a Social Security card? When your child is born, what's one of the first things you do? You get him a Social Security number. The mark 666 is just around the corner. The technology, it's there, it's in place, it's just waiting to be implemented. So how does a Christian respond? Well, we pray, come quickly, Lord Jesus. And by the way, He is. He is coming quickly. I'm so glad that as your pastor I can sit here and tell you you do not have to go through this if you're a believer if you're a Christian I definitely believe we're out of here we will not have to go through this suffering this time of God's wrath upon the world and it will be a time of God's wrath but our Lord has overcome evil and he cares for us. That's the good news. So we look at things that are going to happen. We see how they can so easily be implemented. Keep your heart pure before the Lord. You know, we're told, pray that you won't have to go through this time. And so we pray that. Our Lord loves us. And we're not appointed unto his time of wrath. If I can get you to stand, please, we'll close in prayer.
Father, I would just ask that we, one, realize the day we live in, realize what's on the horizon for those that do not trust in you as their Lord and Savior. Lord, and we do pray that we will be counted worthy to escape all these things. You tell us to do that, so we do. We pray and ask you, be our, be our Lord, be our Savior, be our Deliverer. And we have the confidence that we pray according to your will when we pray that, Lord. But Lord, this world's going to go through so much, and then we're right there. The technology is there to implement this 666, Lord. Lord, we would just pray that we would be bold in our witness for you what has to be the last days. We look around, Lord, we realize that you could come any moment, take your people to be with you. We desire for that to occur. But Lord, in the meantime, while we're we're here, while we're holding down the fort, more or less, Lord, give us your grace. Give us your boldness to speak truth to those we know. May we be a light in a dark place. We pray for this, Lord, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.